welcome to the Roar podcast sponsored by Veeam Software. Roar is the brainchild of Source to Create, or S2C, a media and marketing firm. I'm Jennifer O'Brien, the host of Roar and co-founder of S2C. I'm thrilled to be welcoming Anthony Spiteri, Veeam Software's senior global technologist, product strategy to the podcast, which is titled Hot Trends in Modern Cloud Data Protection and Why They Matter. Anthony is a cloud and service provider technologist with strong system engineering and architectural background. He's previously held architectural lead roles at some of Australia's leading cloud providers. Indeed, he's performed many roles, including network and systems engineer, manager, hosting and cloud, and lead architect. In this episode, we're examining some of the hot trends in modern cloud data protection and why it matters. We'll be discussing the latest trends in cloud data management, looking at some of the top relevant V10 enhancements, and how businesses can protect and recover data for virtual, physical, and cloud-based workloads. And certainly, this is a very important topic at the best of times, and now with remote working and the ongoing corona COVID-19 pandemic and the growing cybercrime activities, it's even more important and something that can't be ignored. So essentially, Anthony and I will be discussing hot trends and modern cloud data protection and why they matter. And indeed, we want businesses to know there's software-driven and hardware-agnostic solutions out there to help. So let's jump in and hear some of the business challenges first off. Welcome to the show, Anthony. Now, Anthony, what are the main pain points and challenges in the cloud data management space? Yeah, so look, I think everyone knows that um, you know, data is growing um, and has been growing at an exponential rate over the last um, number of years. But certainly over the f- last five or so years, that's grown even more. If you can think, well, everyone's talking about curves today. If you can think about a, a data growth curve, that's, that's just continuing an exponential um, curve. That is not flattening at all. Um, and there becomes a challenge because now with regulatory comp- compliance um, and just the notion of having to store your data for longer because it's so important to organisations, how do you deal with that from a management perspective? Um, IT organisations are struggling to basically keep up with the growth of data in a traditional sense. And by traditional, we mean you know storing them on what would be hardware storage arrays on premises um, and then maybe going out to tape. Um, that's traditionally how things used to be done. But that becomes harder and harder the more that data grows and the longer they need to keep the data. So what we've seen really is this shift towards leveraging the cloud, um, so public cloud, to actual store the data because the cloud, in a sense, is infinitely scalable. Um, you know, there are limitations to it, but in effect, if you're getting um, a bit of software out of um, out of AWS or Microsoft Azure or Google Cloud, wherever it might be, the theory is that you can continue to put data there and not worry about it running out. All you're going to do is worry about the costs. So, you know, that side of it is definitely solved. But I think what customers now are thinking about is putting that much data now transferring from an on-premises location where we understand it to be an operational cost. Um, how do we then shift the cost to the cloud, which is more CapEx, I'm oh, sorry, OpEx. Um, so that is also to say that the cloud is not a charity and it'll always charge for the data that's on there. And not only that, it'll charge for data coming back in. So how do you manage that? How do you maintain um, profitability moving forward as an organization with that data? You need to understand that a backup software that facilitates the type of move is going to have your your back with regards to keeping the data efficiently stored in the cloud, but also then mobile. How do you then bring it back from the cloud? How do you make it work for you? So that's kind of the pain points that I see them um, happening at the moment. Okay. That's interesting when you said that cloud is not a charity thing. That obviously is one of the things we're 
touching on about the hot trends, can we kind of drill into this area a bit more? Um, so what are the main trends affecting this space? And are there any surprising ones to come to light? Um, look, I don't think there's many surprising ones because everyone's understood that, you know, where we are today in 2020, we understood that there was a movement towards things shifting to cloud-based um, usability, so shifting applications, shifting data. But then what happened about, you know, two to three years ago is the understanding that it wasn't all going to be placed on the public cloud. Um, again, because of cost implementations, um, because workloads that were natively built for living on premises and traditional infrastructure sometimes don't translate equally to a cloud-based platform. And that really comes down to architecture, uptime and costs especially. What I've found is that cost is a major factor in people that have sent applications and workloads to the cloud now wanting to bring it back. Um, so then mobility comes into play because you want to be able to be mobile in your workload to be able to say, okay, I want to shift it from cloud A to cloud B, but then if it's not going to work for me, let's shift it back to on-premises. Um, so that's something that needs to be considered, portability of data and the mobility of the data as well. Okay, so I'm going to get into what are some of the new and exciting features in the V10, the latest enhancements you can share details on. Yeah, so V10's been out for a couple of months now. We were uh, GA'd on the 18th of February this year. We're really excited by it um, as, as a product. It's, it's a huge step for us and had some really significant features um, that, you know, some, some, were, some were new, some enhancements. Um, but a lot of the work that we did built on um, our last update, which was update four for our backup um, replication 9.5, we released that in January of 2019. And when we released that, we released a feature called the Cloud Tier. And the cloud tier is all about um, leveraging our scale-up backup repository, which is our software-defined storage platform, um, and basically then adding the capability to that platform to move data from on-premises location to a cloud-based location, which is basically backed by object storage. So we're really leveraging the power of object storage. Um, and the promise of object storage is really about, again, what I touched on in the first um, answer was about scalability. Okay, understanding that if you put it to an object storage, it's going to be scalable to a certain extent more than what an on-premises location would be, traditional sense. So what we're doing is we're leveraging technologies in Amazon S3 and Microsoft Azure to make the data shift and move via policies from an on-premises location to a cloud-based repository. And, and in doing that, we're also doing efficiencies on the data like source-side dedupe, um, block, block reduction to make sure that what people are putting up to the cloud isn't going to be a one-to-one -one sort of size relationship because that'll cost money. Um, so we're really, we're really being um, aware of the fact that if people are going to move to the cloud for longer-term storage, the technologies that have become uh, pertinent to our platform and are very um, apparent in V10 is one of data efficiency and understanding that when you put it in the cloud, it's going to be a lot, not cheaper, but we want it to be as cheap as possible to facilitate that move. Yeah, so in V10, we released that. It was uh, called the Cloud Tier, something that was really cool. Um, we also released technologies on the side of that as part of our whole data data platform, uh, our Veeam Backup and Replication platform, to actually back up native apps. So we released uh, Veeam Backup for AWS, which is natively available on the cloud marketplace in AWS and can be deployed within a couple of minutes. And that will back up native EC2 instances and workloads as well within AWS. Now, the big part of that, is that we've kind of married the two. There's, there's connections between Veeam Backup Replication V10 and that backup for AWS, where effectively in backup for AWS, you can uh, do snapshot-based 
protection of your workloads. But if you want more longer retention, you can put that to an S3 repository, like Amazon S3. That's for longer term um, storage. Now, the really cool thing is we've been able to basically take that in V10, mount the S3 repository in V10, and then have those workloads appear in V10. So what you can then do is actually right-click and make those workloads mobile. This is what I was talking about, about mobility and portability. So in V10, once you mount that repository, you see all the backup points, you can then right-click and recover that to basically Microsoft Azure if you want, a local uh, VMware environment platform, Hyper-V, um, or back to AWS if you wanted to. And the really cool thing as well is you can do um, use our, our instant VM recovery technology to instantly recover those workloads to a VMware environment as well. So we've just opened up this door of portability massively with our V10 release. Okay. What are some of the big mistakes companies make today in the area of cloud data protection, do you think? Uh, I think the biggest mistake is, again, going back to the to that general sense of thinking that the cloud is the panacea, um, it's the be-all and end-all. So actually just sending it there and expecting it to be efficient, cheap, and to solve the problem. So what businesses I think really make the wrong assumption in is that the fact that if you put it into a cloud-based workload, it's protected by default. Um, and that's true of a lot of um, SaaS-based applications, say Office 365, um, you know, which has Exchange Online. Um, a lot of people basically don't understand that you know, Microsoft don't actually aren't responsible for the backup of your data. Um, they're, they're, they're responsible for certain elements of it, like litigation hold and whatnot. But ultimately, they're not responsible for the backup of that data. And that's a really good example of just people being unaware and needing to think of data protection strategies and tools that actually take that data off the location, off that actual platform and moving it somewhere else for safekeeping and then be able to recover that. Um, and that extends beautifully to things like um, AWS workloads as well, Azure workloads. Um, so yeah, just understanding that you do need to think about data protection no matter where the data sits. Okay. And I guess just what's your main takeaway or message for listeners today? Um, have a look at V10 and our feature set. I think if you're moving, if you've got lots of data on-premises um, and it's building and it's growing and you need a solution that's going to help solve that without having to go and buy more storage, without having to go and provision a new rack, which costs which costs money, power, all that kind of stuff. Look towards a solution like the clouds here, um, which again has been enhanced in V10 from 9.5 to include a lot of cool features. And one of the features I didn't talk about as well was immutability. Um, so the ability to basically protect the newest data as it's sent up to an Amazon S3 workload and protect it from malicious intent um, or, a, or a ransomware attack, right? So again, it's just have a look at that V10 feature set, the clouds here, because I'm sure once people look at how it actually works and what it does, they'll leverage it for their backup strategy. Okay. And what do you think in terms of what's next on the horizon for the cloud data protection arena? Perhaps if you can um, highlight some future technologies for us? Yeah. So in terms of future tech, um, again, I think it's all about making the data work for the customer. I mean, there's, there's a notion that, you know, backup and data protection is like, a, like the insurance industry, right? Where you don't need it, you pay for it, but why am I paying for it um, if I just have data sitting there doing nothing? So I think the future of data protection, um, apart from obviously the efficiencies of scale and leverage in the cloud, is to activate client data, um, to make it work for you once it's sitting in a, in a, in a repository somewhere, if it's sitting on premises, if it's sitting on the cloud. Um, being able to tap in that data, 
do analytics over it, um, you know, if, if machine learning analytics, um, just making it work for you. So Veeam's actually working quite hard in that space, and we've actually released a data integration API in V10, which was the first step of that, where you can mount the data in a repository and do stuff on it um, with third-party apps. So I think that is the future, making the data activated and making it work more for customers. Okay, that's great. Thank you, Anthony, for your thoughts. Well, that's the end of our show today. Thank you, Anthony, again for your in-depth insights and practical tips about hot trends in modern cloud data protection and why they matter. To recap, it's so important to make sure the data works for you. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Goodbye and have a great day.